This is Life Transformation Radio. Prepare to engage. Seatbelt activated. Download initiated. Your quantum journey of transformation begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Hi, I'm Rob Actis, best-selling author of The Law of Action, voice actor, business mindset coach, the podcast whisperer, and Mr. Action himself. Here at Life Transformation Radio, we are committed to share more about real life, love, the power of positivity, romance, and of course, laughter. We care about helping others find their internal drive and purpose. We celebrate life's challenges and overcoming them. On the show, my guests are amazing people who are forces for good in the world around them and live a life of transformation. My guest today, well, she does just that. Today in this episode, Sarah Valeria and I discuss how there is beauty in the simplicity of life and that the clutter you are surrounded by is a huge part of our mental health struggles. So if you want to learn letting go is the biggest superpower you have, understand holding on to your stuff is never going to make you happy. And now hustling your life with clutter just doesn't work. This is the show for you. Sarah is a professional decluttering and organizing expert behind Hello Clutter. Most people spend their time feeling overwhelmed, stressed, and at a loss for what to do to change that. What if I told you that what you're feeling is the mental clutter caused by our physical clutter and overloaded schedules? Well, that's the fact. Well, in 2019, she started her business and she is decluttering people every single day. She removes the excess from your home and your life so you can feel free. And we're not cluttered here today. It's just our voice and a little video. Sarah, welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Hello, Rob. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Glad to have you here. I got excited about this because I'm in a massive decluttering mode. As I, I think I think a lot of people are purging. So let's talk about that. Or is that what's going on right now? People are just like the big purge? Yeah. I think the biggest thing that's attributing to it is the pandemic. Having... We kind of are able to avoid the things in our home when we go into work every day and we're leaving our, you know, leaving things behind. But with us all being locked down in our homes for so long, it was like we were really forced to come to terms with everything that we have. And um, so the past year and a half, two years has really been an uptick in my business. And I think just because people are ready to evaluate and, and start letting go. So can someone just let go of all their stuff? themselves or do they need someone to guide them? I like to think that they can. Obviously, I know it's my business so saying that maybe <laughs> might not be smart for my business model, but I really do believe that it's it's within every single one of us and I can't force anyone to let things go. And I think that's where no matter what, there has to be an internal process that someone is ready to go through and decide this stuff is adding to my stress. It's adding to things that, you know, it's, it's developing a part that we're we were never meant to experience. We're not meant to live as hermits in our home by ourselves, surrounded by stuff. We're meant to live in community and to really be able to embrace that. It's so hard to do when you're surrounded. So I, um, I like to think that people have it in them and sometimes they just need that little extra accountability. They need that partner to help them understand what they're feeling and know that it's normal and then be able to really embrace 
that simplicity afterwards. Yeah, I think one way that people really discover that they are surrounded by stuff and how powerful of an energy drain it is when they go to a hotel, Mm -hmm. when they go to an Airbnb and it's not cluttered and there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of stuff there. And you're just like, I feel so good here. I feel so relaxed and refreshed. You know, there's there's something very powerful about walking into a room that doesn't have a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, in our ho- own homes, we seem to be afraid. We're afraid of white space. You know, I think we hear the term minimalism and people are like, oh no, I don't want that because they picture like a white room with no furniture or like one chair in it. And like, that's all that it is. And that's not what minimalism is. That's not what simple living is. There are other options. And uh, like the idea of a, a hotel room or an Airbnb is a great example of that, that you can use those blank spaces because those are what's going to foster creativity. It's what's going to give you room to live. Um, my clients who have kids, that's a huge thing is kids just want space. Like when right. a child has a room filled with toys, a lot of the time you'll hear them complaining about how bored they are when they have so many things. It's like, how is that possible? It's because they don't know how to take all of that, the room they don't have and try to have a good time in it, right? They want that blank slate so they can be creative and and make do with what they have. Yeah, it's quite powerful to let go of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been doing a big purge um, even recently and my friends, we've all been purging. And um, it's very powerful because I'm just like, you know, there's stuff in the garage that I I haven't touched in years. I'm getting older. If I die, who wants to go through all this crap? So I'm getting rid of everything. And it doesn't matter if it has value to or not. I'm just getting rid of it. One of the things that I gave away, which I thought was really powerful for me in my growth, was I had a train set from when I was a kid. And it was in mint condition. I mean, mint condition. And I just am never going to play with it. I don't need to display it. And my friend loves trains and he displays his trains and he interacts with his chains and he thinks they're the greatest thing in the world. So I just had him come over and I said, look, I have this train set. He goes, how much do you want for it? He goes, oh my God, I researched it. That's like worth a lot of money. It's in mint condition. I just go here, it's yours. And he, mm-hmm. and he couldn't believe it. And it was very powerful for me because I didn't want anything out of it. I honestly would have just thrown it away. He got so much joy out of it. And it's no longer in that giant box that I haven't opened for decades. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful. You're doing so good. Oh my goodness. Like, oh, I thanks. think- Oh, thanks. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I read Marie Kondo's book, The, the Art of Letting Go, and um, you know, What Brings Me Joy. And I, you know, someone with ADHD, we tend to be clutterers. That's just kind of the way we are. We have piles of paper and I, it just stresses me out. It just absolutely stresses me out. And it's funny because someone who has a brain like mine and many others in the world, we don't like clutter, except our brain makes it very difficult to be Mm clutter-free. Like in one minute, I can destroy a room. Just Mm -hmm. amazing. And then it can take me four hours to straighten up a room and someone with a different brain can come in and, you know, namely, you know, my wife is just amazing. 
in, I can work on something for hours and then she could come in and in five minutes or 10 minutes, it's just like fixed. And that's one of the most frustrating things. So I don't want her to be having to, you know, clean up after me. So I'm working mm-hmm. very hard to do yeah. that. I think and, we um, easily. It's not easy. Mm-mm. Not at all. It's not even close to being easy. I think people want that quick fix, kind of what what you were asking before. Can people do this on their own? And yes, but it's not going to be an easy ride unless you literally decide, you know, they have like the junk lugger companies where they'll literally just come and take everything away. Yeah. Unless you are ready for that, which is, that is a whole other like mental being prepared to just let things like that go. Uh, Unless you can do that, it's hard work, but Two things that from what you had said about the train set, one, you let go of that mental clutter because every single thing you own has to take up space in your mind because you have to remember where it is. You have to think about how to store it, you know, where it is when you actually want to try to find it. And so when you're able to let that go, you, you feel a literal burden off of your chest. It might take time at first. It might feel like you're trying to close your fist around it because you're not ready to let go, but by doing that, you really do let this huge weight off of your shoulders. And then also what a huge blessing for someone else. I think we like to hold on to things and like claim it's sentimental. You know, this is from my childhood. This was something I really love doing and I have all these fond memories of it. So if I let these, this train set go, all of my memories will go with it. And that's not true. Our memories don't belong in our things. Our memories are within us. And sometimes those things can be triggers, but usually they're just burdens. And we don't want that burden to be put onto someone else. And like no one hoards things thinking, oh, my family is just going to deal with that one day later. And I don't care how they feel about it. You know, we, we don't want, we don't want to put that pressure on someone else. So I think that was a beautiful thing that you did and, and got to bless somebody. And it's not just collecting dust anymore. It's getting use and it's not in a landfill, you know? Absolutely. Well, it wasn't collecting dust. It was all in his boxes. So it's been sitting there <laughs> since I was a little boy and it was in, you know, perfect condition mm-hmm. because it was a train set and right. I took good care of it. And, uh, you know, but it, he does get a lot of joy out of that. So how does someone get in the mindset to like, you know what? Um, I have all this mental clutter and I want to let it go. And what does it take? Does it take trauma? Does it take someone who's just wants to take more control of their life, the, what does it take? It can be so different for everyone. And I think that's one of the things I love about this podcast is that I can go through a situation and you can, and you're, we're going to feel two different things, but eventually the point is to lead to a transformation of some sort, right? So it might take a trauma or it might just take us getting to the point of, I've had it. I can't deal with this anymore, which is kind of what I find. Um, everyone has a different clutter threshold. So kind of like, it seems like you and your wife might have different clutter thresholds. Like the amount of clutter you can take around you before you freak out and you want to start rage donating and cleaning everything that's in sight, right? Some of us can deal with a little bit more of that stimulation and we can handle it. You know, we can leave stuff sitting around and it's not a big deal. Um, But I think something interesting about that (laughs) is that, and it's true about stuff having energy. So I went in my garage and I had the garage door broke and I went in there and I moved some stuff around so they could get to where they needed to get. 
And as soon as I moved just a few things around, everything looked like crap. Like, why is this here? It, because it because it was all like invisible before. It was all in it. It's not in its place, but it was somewhere in there. And that was quite fast. I'm like, I don't want any of this. Oh my God. Get, oh, get, uh, uh, uh. Like I have old computers and I have microphones and I have cables and just all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm never going to touch this. I haven't touched this for freaking years. And I think that when you move that energy, like I would, tell me if I'm right with this. So if someone has clutter in their house or they don't know they have clutter, just move some stuff around and watch how it all just unfolds and all of a sudden reveals itself. Because it seems to me like clutter cloaks itself in our brain and we just don't see it. The people that see it are the people that come in the house or come in, come in the um, garage. Um, but is that, is that accurate? Is it cloaked? I think so. I think we turn a blind eye. We get used to it. We get comfortable. We're like, oh, this is just how it is. And you don't notice. And that's why people like Marie Kondo and myself, one of the first steps is to get everything out. Don't let things stay hidden. We're going to take everything out of the closet because seeing your clothes piled up on the bed is like an aha moment of like, holy crap, look at all the things that I have, you know? And I think that's hundred percent why you have to take everything out, open up the closet. Don't just keep the door closed anymore. It's, it's time to go through everything. Yeah. My house is pretty cluttered, decluttered. Um, the garage is the one that I think is the last um, stand that people have. I have a friend, Melissa, and she cleaned her garage yesterday and I'm so proud of her. She, she just cleaned it. Like she went and put in music and she just, you know, she tossed so much stuff in the trash and the other stuff was, you know, for donation and um, the garage is almost completely empty. And it's been like that for, for years. And um, her feeling of elation is incredible. I mean, that must be, that must be pretty amazing. I watch these organizing shows and I can just imagine what it's like with you with a client after you've transformed their space. It's, it's awesome. I mean, that's why I do it. I want to help people. I want them to feel that lightness that comes with living clutter-free because it, it is freedom. It's what it is not being bogged down and forced into caring for all of these things that we have. Um, but it, it is, it's just, it's the best feeling. And sometimes we don't even realize, like you were saying, turn we kind of turn a blind eye to all the clutter that we have. And it just takes looking at a before photo to remember what we were living in and that it doesn't have to be that way. And then of course the part of intentionality comes into play because if you're not careful, that clutter is going to creep right back in. People give us things. Um, they mean to be really generous, but you know, then it adds to our stuff or holidays come up or we get caught up in Costco or, you know, whatever it is. And the next thing you know, our spaces can be completely filled again. So we really have to be intentional and mindful about what we allow in after we've gone through that purging process. Yeah, that's pretty amazing how when uh, a switch flips inside you, how different your world will be. So like something switched inside of me and I just don't buy anything anymore. I don't, I don't, the, 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 the most fascinating part for me is I don't want anything. Like I don't want anything. I just don't mm -hmm. um, go to Costco and, 
I used to buy all the cool stuff. It's whatever. Oh my, I need that. Oh, I need that. Oh, I need that. I need that. I need that. And now I buy food. You know, my bill's the same now since the price of food has gone up and I don't buy anything, but then just, that's another story. <laughs> but I just don't want anything. And yeah. I find that, you know, really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I want to dive in more of, you know, what mental health struggles do people suffer from when they're surrounded by stuff? And I'm not talking the, you know, hoarders. That's a whole nother conversation. I'm talking about, you know, I don't want people to listen to this go, well, I'm not a hoarder. Got it. And your life can be freer and lighter. Life feels lighter. I don't know what that, I don't know how to describe that. But when you let go of stuff genuinely, mm-hmm. wholeheartedly, and spiritually and energetically, what that does to your mental health. Yeah. Clutter can show up in our way, our lives in so many ways. And yes, like you said, it's not, hoarding is a completely different level. Um, but right. clutter can look like depression. It can look like mental fog. It can look like overstimulation. Um, it can look like strain on your relationships. If you're arguing with your partners, with your kids, there are so many different ways that it shows up. And it's like that silent thing that's just in the corner of the room, literally, and you don't realize how much stress that it's adding to your plate. Um, but any of those things, the second that you clear out a space, it really does, it clears out your mind. It gives you a chance to start fresh. And it is a really hard feeling to describe, like you said, but it, it just feels like lightness. It feels like freedom. It feels like not having a mental to-do list. Because a lot of the times we sit down at our, you know, on our couch to relax or try to find some rest. And then we see the pile of laundry. We see the toys that need to be put away. We see the dishes that are in the sink. We see all of these things and it just adds to your to-do list that you have to get done eventually. So when you take the time to sit down and eliminate some of that excess that you have, doesn't have to be a lot. It can just be one bag of donations but that's automatically going to help you feel lighter. And the more and more you can go through that process and then not add to it, like you were saying, not go and buy a bunch of stuff every time you go to Costco, that's where we we find ourselves set up for success. And in the long run, we can make a big difference and a big impact in our homes and generationally. Generational clutter is a huge thing. If your parents struggled with it, you either probably take on those characteristics or you're the opposite and you completely revert and you're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to have that kind of clutter. Um, so it, it, there's so many different things it can show up as, and it's hard to identify for some people, but it's usually a big culprit. Yeah. I think generational clutter is fascinating. It's, it's very guilt ridden. Mm-hmm. Your great grandmother had this box of china that has not been used since the 1700s, and it's ugly, and most of them are cracked. However, it's amazing, and you have to keep it. I mean, it's just it it it's it's unbelievable. My my father recently passed away, and he was a hoarder. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I. I have his ashes. That's what I took. That's all I have of my father. That's mm-hmm. it. And some pictures. But other than that, it's all been donated, given away. Um, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I don't want to do that for my, you know, for my daughter or my wife. Anything happens to me, I just like, I got to get rid of all that stuff. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like, um, you know, you're a hoarder. You're listening to this. You're like, well, I'm not a hoarder. It's just about, it's that, you know, I've, I've been working on this for a long time and I even talk about it in my book. It's all about flow. Um, my, my good friend Andrea has a company, it's called Floganize, and she's all about flow and, and, and movement and how things are. And, you know, I've created my home to be very Airbnb looking and very hotel-y. Like my bedroom is very minimalist. Mm-hmm. There's no TV in there, which I think is the most awesome thing in the world. Heck yeah. And there's not even a dresser in there. Dresser's in the closet. Mm-hmm. There's a bed and two end tables and a chair. And that's what's in the room. Mm-hmm. And um, it's peaceful and it's calm. And it's a space of tranquility. And I think that, well, you tell me, is the bedroom like a really good place to start because that's kind of like the command center of your brain. And I've seen people's bedrooms that are, you know, I'm, I think to myself, you know, I was a clutterer and I had lots of stuff, but I wasn't messy in that. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? It wasn't, you know, some people have, looks like a bomb went off in their house, Yeah, but is the bedroom something that people really have, they collect all of their emotional baggage in their bedroom, all their little trinkets and all their little, I've, I've seen some bedrooms that are just like, I could never sleep in here. Yeah. That's what I was going to hone in on is that if our homes are meant to be the place of rest, our bedrooms are like the extreme place of rest, right? Cause we're, we're literally supposed to sleep in there. But once again, if you go to try to lay down in bed at night and you have all this stuff in your room, that's what your brain is thinking about before you're trying to sleep. And there's even studies to show like in the kind of the art of flow and feng shui that if you have stuff under your bed, that is causing you to think about all of those things at night. Like it's this whole thing of flow and wanting this airflow. But there's nothing under my bed. Good for you. Same. Like nothing. There might be, (laughs) there might be some dust bunnies, but not, there's nothing under the bed because you can feel that Mm -hmm. you, you can. It's so funny. It's so fascinating to me how stuff takes energy. Yeah. And in the U.S., we have so much stuff. We just are consumers. We buy and, you know, I go to Costco and I see people. I'm like, oh my God, where are they putting all that stuff? I know. And they don't have any food. Of course, that used to be me. Yeah. And we're not putting it in our homes. We, the average home size has grown 800 square feet. And yet America has 90% of all of the storage units in the entire world. So we aren't keeping all of our stuff. We're paying an extra 150 plus a month to be able to go and store our stuff somewhere else because we claim, oh, this is grandma's stuff. I can't get rid of grandma's stuff. I have to pay for it to go over here. And I'm sorry, but if something is sentimental to you, or actually I won't say I'm sorry, I will say tough love moment. If something is sentimental to you, you will find a reason to use it or you will find a place for you to see it every day. Because if it's really adding value and adding joy to your life, 
it should be a part of your life. It shouldn't just be sitting in a storage unit or sitting in your garage somewhere. We need to actually be using these things or else grandma in her grave or in her urn is not happy about that either. She can might've kept that to be able to add value to your life or to someone's life someday. So holding on to these things and just adding to mentally what we have to deal with and what we have to clean and what we have to store, it's, it's not helping. It's, that's where we have to start letting go. Financially, our country is not in a place to just keep all these storage units. And yet it's an $87 billion com- like industry for all of these storage units that just keep popping up all over the place. We don't need them. <laughs> Yeah, there's a storage unit. My daughter just moved out and she had extra stuff. And where she moved, she didn't have space. And so I got her a storage unit. And man, it's they've got it so dialed in. This place is so state-of-the-art. It's got cameras everywhere. It is one of the nicest buildings I've ever seen in my life. You have to buy a lock, but it's not even a lock. It's just this little thing that plugs into their their place. You have to buy huh. insurance. You have to buy insurance. You have to pay was three months in advance. You can rent. I don't even know how many square feet it is, but you can rent. It will store a four bedroom home in it. Holy and cow. I'm sorry, but he goes, we don't have any of those available at the moment. And oh my they are so, it is a high rise of storage. Mm-hmm. I think it's like four four or five, probably four stories. And it's giant. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. I, yeah, I, that's the one thing I will not do mm-hmm. is pay for storage. Now I have stuff in my garage that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, but that's still, you're paying for it. Oh yeah. You're paying. So I'm getting foot. rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting rid of all that stuff. I got my shelves and whatever's going to fit in the shelves, but how does someone get rid of a sentimental stuff? Like I have sentimental stuff. So I was in radio for 15 years and I did pretty good. I had boxes and boxes and boxes of audio cassettes of when I was on the radio. Have I listened to them? No. Do I have an audio cassette player? No. Does anybody <laughs> in my family care about hearing what I sound like in the radio? Apparently not. And they're probably listening to this now. They've never asked. My wife's never asked to hear me on the radio. No one cares. And it's so funny because we tend to think that Anybody cares about any of this stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to share this with my family. This is important. I'm going to share it. So I went and I threw away, man, hundreds of audio cassettes. And it was like <clears throat> the great purge. <laughs> I have some left, but I'm like, I'm never going to go into those. Yeah. So how does one get away with stuff that, you know, I have magic tricks? How does someone get rid of stuff? that is no value, but it may be emotional. Mm-hmm. It's all about asking yourself the right questions. Um, I'm writing these I, questions down. Yes, take a, get a piece of paper and a pen. Come <laughs> Everything's on, on Instagram on. too. I don't gatekeep, I promise. So, but you can find these questions somewhere else. Um, but, oh, you can also find Sarah on TikTok. Just yeah. Just to let you know. Yeah, she's a, a big TikTok star. Young and hip with the I kids. Saw her, I saw her TikToks earlier. She gives you all <laughs> kinds of good information, but take a piece of paper unless you're driving. Write this stuff down. Okay. We're, we're writing down. Okay, um, here we go. So the first thing is, is, is the item adding value to your life? And adding value, it can be, you can decide what that means for you. But to me, is if am, am I using it on a regular basis 
So if I'm not using it in the last three months or the next three months, then no, it's not adding value to my life. Um, but figuring out, is it actually you know, something that I'm using? So that's always the first place to start. And that's where usually the sentimental stuff doesn't fall into that. Well, I'm not using it, but I feel an emotional attachment to it. But so then, why? That's the why. Why? Why? Why do we do that? Fear. And I think every, I think everybody does that. Oh, I really yeah. do. I mean, some people have their pillow or a, a, a blanket or they have a statue or why? I think it's fear. Fear that we we want to be remembered as people. So we think if we have these things that we can pass down to our family or that we have out on the internet someday, people will remember who I was. We have a fear that we're not going to be remembered, that we weren't important, that the things we did or the things we accumulated weren't important. And that's kind of the, the hard line is that it's not. Like we are a part of this huge, bigger picture that as much as my one tiny impact might not have been big, that's okay. It's like being able to let that go and not letting that fear of being forgotten take over and force that onto other people because that's what we do. So we're afraid that our radio career or our podcast or our book doesn't get remembered. So we're like, oh, well, I have to give this to my family. They have to pass it on. So that's another really great question to ask of, would my family really care if I kept this or not? Are they is no. it going to add value to their life? Like it might be cool, but that's what now podcast, this is wonderful. It's out in the cloud somewhere. It's not going to go anywhere. It's always going to be accessible. And it's not actual tangible things that we have to to store up somewhere. Um, so just really thinking, digging deep. Cause usually when we say, oh, well, my kid will want to use this one day. They probably won't. You're saying that because it makes you feel better about not letting that item go. So we need to stop pushing what we think our kids need or what we think a future generation wants. Cause we're just tricking ourselves. Yeah, it's fascinating. I had a girlfriend many years ago, actually when I was in radio, Big smile on my face. Um, she was from Australia. And I lived, you know, I was in my 20s and I lived in a couple bedroom house and condo and it was full of stuff. I had all kinds of stuff. And she moved in with me. Um, she needed a place to stay for a month or so. And I'm like, I'll help you move, whatever you need, blah, blah, blah. And she had like two suitcases. And that was ever, she goes, oh yeah, we, they don't have storage in Australia. That's not a thing. They don't have anything. And I saw pictures of their house. They don't have anything. I, I wonder what it is about people in the, in the United States that we have so much stuff. I, I know marketing is everywhere. It's not special in the United States, but I think part of the American We're dream. We're dumb, man. We are hypnotized. <laughs> that, we are exactly. just. Mm -hmm. we're, we're told it, the American dream is just one click away. It's one add to cart on Amazon away. You want to have, if you ever notice, Apple is notorious for this. Watch any Apple commercial. They are not selling you an iPhone. They're selling you a happy family around a Christmas tree. And yet, if you know you add iPhones to that, 
we're all staring down at these things. We're not engaging with our families. So marketing, I think, is a huge part of that. And then that lie that, that we need, you need what that person has to be able to, to be happy. You know, it, that person, this item added value to that person's life. It's going to add value to mine. So I crave that so much. I think, especially in America, this is the only place I've ever lived, but from speaking to my friends who aren't from here or who have lived in other countries, we are so individualistic here that we think I have to have this in order to you know, experience it. Whereas other countries know I have a neighbor that I can go and ask to borrow this, or we have a community that we can rely on, but we don't really do that in America. We like to keep our distance. Right. We put up our six foot fence and we say, don't talk to me. And I don't want to borrow butter from you or whatever it is, you know? Uh, so I think it's a, a long, long time of habits that are hard to break. That's really powerful. What you said is that we want our own stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that's, that's deep to think about that. Oh yeah. Even, you know, I, I did hear that it's changing and you can tell, you remember over COVID Amazon was just exploding, mm-hmm. like exploding. People were buying everything. And then in my circle of, of, of friends, we're all purging right now. All of us are purging, mm-hmm. uh, all of us. And it's a topic of conversation and we're all like, wow, that's amazing. I get rid of this, get rid of this. I don't need this. I can't believe how much stuff I had. And once again, when I say declutter or purging, I'm not saying that anybody in my life is a hoarder. Now, my dad was a hoarder, but that's a whole other conversation. So just because you are purging, it, it doesn't mean you are a hoarder. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to get back to was that Amazon is actually dropping in sales. People have had enough stuff. They're not finding joy out of stuff anymore. What I find joy out of is people and experiences. Like my birthday. I just had my birthday. And what can I get you? And I go, I just want to spend time with you. That's all I want. I don't need anything. My wife's like, what can I get you? And I go, I don't need anything. An experience would be great. Mm-hmm. That's, that's memorable. And, and we can even have clutter on our phones, which I do. Oh my God. I've got like... 80,000 videos and photos on my phone. Like, how do you even do that? But it's fun. And mm-hmm. it doesn't take up that much space because it's a little iPhone. <laughs> but we have clutter on our computers and yeah. our phones and our bedrooms and our kitchens. It's everywhere. But uh, oh, so many th- different things of what we can say here. Um, but I think the biggest the biggest takeaway from that is just like with asking for experiences and just wanting to spend time with people and like buying things that has been going down. I think we go through different trends, um, but we really just have to be careful of everything around us. And I think social media has just added to the hype of go on TikTok and you'll see, you need to stop right now and go buy this thing off of Amazon. No, you don't. It's not going to help. Like maybe every now and then you might find something that's going to be useful, but usually no. Like there are so many things even that are marketed that like if you buy a knife for your kitchen, bang, done. That that object that that person on TikTok told you to buy is obsolete. You don't actually need that. You just just need a knife and you got to watch a video of Dave Ramsey teaching you how to chop right. You know, it's just 
we have so many things we want a quick fix and we want to be happy like that. And our, we are created as humans to be able to love each other. We are not meant to love things. If you truly loved the things that you have, like, let's say, oh my gosh, I love this cup. If I had feelings of love towards this inanimate object, people would be looking at me sideways. But we say that so easily. We say, oh, I love this shirt. I love this pair of pants. Like, no, you don't. You're meant to love each other. I'm meant to love my husband. I'm meant to love my family. You know, that's that's really what it boils down to is realizing that I'm content with the life that I have and I can find use the people around me to find joy and that this inanimate object is not going to actually bring me true joy. Well, let's talk about transformation. What are some transformations? And I don't mean like emotional transformations that people experience after they've purged or decluttered. I think the biggest one is that perfection is a lie. I think it might be a little bit weird of a take, but... Once again, going back to social media, we see pictures of people's homes and like the ideal Airbnb, look how wonderful all of this is. Um, But it's okay to not be perfect and to not have a perfect home and to have things. I think that might sound a little counterintuitive to what I do, but we're going to have some stuff and that's okay. We're not striving to try to be perfect. We're trying to learn to let go so we can stop this huge mountain of overwhelm from freaking us out and stressing us out every step of the way. Um, So I would say that's the first thing of just realizing it's going to be okay and just take a baby step. You know, you were saying before, like, is a bedroom a good place to start? Like, where should I start? What should I start with? One thing, start with a junk drawer, open the drawer. And if you're literally calling it a junk drawer, that means you think most of the stuff in it is junk. So great place to start. Throw, throw something away or pick something that you can give away, you know, just the baby steps. That's really going to lead um, to the biggest transformation that, that you might be looking for. You just, it's a muscle decluttering at first it's painful and it hurts and you feel really sore after you're doing it, just like going to the gym. But the more you do it, the stronger it is and the easier it's going to be to let go. Is it okay if someone's listening right now? And I'll throw myself in the mix on this of like, you know what? I'm just getting rid of everything. I'm just going to get rid of everything. I go ahead. I want to just go to my garage and there's (laughs) some stuff. I'm just like, I got empty trash cans. I'm filling it up. No one needs it. It needs to go away. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's an extreme reaction, but it's true. And no matter what, because some people will say that's so wasteful, you're just throwing it away, it's just ending up in a landfill. Everything we have is going to end up in a landfill one day. Get five right. generations down, no one remembers any of the things you had, and it's probably all going to go to the trash anyways. So Absolutely. you know, And that's another story is that everybody gives their stuff to charity, and then someone comes along to the thrift stores and they pick it up and they bring it into their house. Mm-hmm. Because- one man's junk is another man's or woman's treasure. Just saying. Mm-hmm. And donations can be a beautiful thing. If you have stuff that's in good condition, the train set is a good example of that. If you have, you know, there are so many things that other people 
I think that's another problem is that I, I know we have poverty in this country, but you look at other countries and they're like, wow, these people just have so much stuff because we do in America. The mo- the average person has more than we could ever possibly need. And so I think we take advantage of that sometimes and we we just, we don't really embrace, once again, that community aspect of, is this something that my neighbor needs? Is this something that someone down the street could really use? And being able to to give that, I think that feeling of knowing you're adding value for someone else, you are providing another human what they need is bigger of a transformation than anything you can do probably within your space. If you can work on your heart and work on being content and helping others, I think you're in a beautiful spot. And that's the mic drop moment. Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. If you want to reach out to Sarah, uh, reach her at helloclutter.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Really Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your support and taking time of your busy and precious day to listen. We so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me along with my very special guest, Sarah Valeri, to touch your heart, move your soul, and inspire you to live a life of transformation. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time. This is Life Transformation Radio. Download complete.